as I go ahead and read out of I Heard God Laughing by Hafiz. Skinning your knees on God. Little by little, you, were, you will turn into stars. Even then, my dear, you will only be a crawling infant, still skinning your knees on God. Little by little, you will turn into the whole sweet, amorous universe in heat on a wild spring night and become so free in a wonderful, secret, and pure love that flows from a conscious, one-pointed, infinite need for light. Even then, my dear, the beloved will have fulfilled just a fraction, just a fraction of a promise he wrote upon your heart. When your soul begins to ever bloom and laugh and spin in eternal ecstasy, oh, little by little, you will turn into God. I'm going to read one more. God's Laughter. Hafiz tells us that the beloved's nature is pure joy. The closer we come to him, the more we are able to hear and feel God's laughter. The rhythm of his laughter is a music of the dance of life. That music is the essence of love, and it is the radiant core of every song of Hafiz. Pretty good. Well, in case you weren't here when I announced it earlier, um, Jim's just out today taking care of himself, resting. He's got kind of a chest cold. Um, so I'm sure he'll be back next week. Luckily, it's not going into full-fledged sickness of some kind. Like last year, I think it was, he had the pneumonia. So it's nothing like that, luckily. It's just more of a chest cold. But he wants to take care of himself so it doesn't get worse, just to let you know. So... So many things I'd like to share today, and it all relates to, of course, this path of initiation. But one of the things I wanted to share more about, and maybe even have question later if it moves that way, is really this action here we're doing of initiation. And it's important to remember there's three components here, as it's always been taught throughout history that in this action of initiation, there's two other important things. As most of you know here, that initiation, if we could call the physical action of initiation, simply receiving those sacred names of God that we are to meditate upon as we go inwardly. Now spiritually, initiation truly is that greater action of connecting with God's grace through the Holy Spirit or that which we call the Word of God, the sound current, that voice of God, also called that Word made flesh, as that action comes into the physical world. And that's why we have the physical initiation, that even in this physical consciousness, that there is a spiritual connection made, so that that true, full essence of God lives in us and through us, awakening us even into the physical level. Because that's where we find ourselves, and that's where we, the soul, in a sense, are entrapped. And I say in a sense, because in truth, we're not. But we have the illusion of being entrapped or entangled 
in this physical world, let alone the astral, causal, mental, and etheric worlds. So that action of initiation is the key to really opening the door to our own soul's freedom and greater journey of awakening to truly, in a sense, transcend these physical worlds of time and space and return into the realms of soul and spirit. But in that action of initiation, there's two other components. One is the teacher, the teacher that gives the initiation in how the Holy Spirit works with that teacher, with the initiate, the disciple, or the student, and also the meditation. Because that meditation, even once we have a teacher and receive the initiation, if we ourselves don't make ourselves available and practice a meditation upon those sacred names given in initiation, then we don't necessarily bring alive or, shall we say, walk the journey back into the heart of God. It's a relationship. It really is a two-way relationship where we participate with God and God participates with us. And that action of God's participation with us in this walk home to the soul realm, that action takes place through the spiritual teacher, the spiritual teacher, the spiritual form. That spiritual form is that living word, that sound current, the Holy Spirit, that is God's loving and expression, moving in and through all these worlds of time and space. So even though in the physical world we can see a spiritual teacher, such as myself or Jim, or many other teachers also through the ages, that that's only a physical vehicle by which that action can take place where we find ourselves in this physical realm. I know many of you that are meditating on those unspoken names given in initiation, that some of you do begin to see and have experience with the greater truth of that action of loving and with the spiritual teacher. Whether the teacher shows up as an individualized form, even appearing as myself or Jim, or simply as a radiant light, like the purple light or the blue light we speak of, or the white and gold light, or even in many unseen ways, but yet we know that divine presence that is God's loving. And it's up to us to pay attention but to open the door so that that action can take place in us and through us and bring us back home. We often hear this action of surrendering and allowing God's grace to free us, to move in us and through us, to release us of the attachments, the karmas, the desires, the fears, the judgments, the reactions, but then also that action of where God now brings our soul home I've often spoken of it literally as the hand of God coming and picking us up and just carrying us back. That truly is what takes place. But in that, there is also this other action of us as that divine spark opening and allowing that action to take place. That's our part. That's the part of the relationship. Think of it even a relationship in the world, whether it's a spouse, a best friend, a sibling, a parent, a boss, any of it, in any relationship. Isn't it interesting if you're aware that 
are you aware when you make yourself very open and vulnerable, become in a sense what we call intimate or close and personal, what we feel and what we experience just with another human being and how we can just be filled with loving? Or at other times, when we feel ourselves, in a sense, shut down or closed off or in separation, what that feels like when there's a distance where we can't even talk to somebody in the pain and the reaction we go through. Think of just what we experience here in our own relationships in the world. It's no different inside with God. It is a relationship. It's as challenging because it is unseen or invisible to the physical eye. And that's why it takes time to awaken and become aware of that true relationship through spirit, through the subtlety, through that movement of loving. And so in meditation is where we, in a sense, give ourselves the opportunity to experience that greater action that is so subtle in this world, but is so powerful in the greatest force, truly in all worlds, but we just don't recognize it until we really wake up in spirit beyond the illusion. So it's making ourselves available, paying attention to our own inner experience. What are we doing? Just in relationships in the world here? Well, what do we do inside with our relationship with God? How do we open up and be in a loving with God? And what do we do where we close down and shut ourselves off and pull away? From God. Often I've seen people even blame God like God's doing it to me. Why is God making me go through this suffering and this challenge and this stress? Think about it. Why is God doing this to me? But if you always follow back to the source of a thought, a feeling, an action, a reaction, Always follow it back to its source. Where is that coming from? If we were to be truthful with ourselves, we'd say, well, that's coming from me. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's God doing it to me, or somebody else is doing it to me. But who's the one experiencing it that it's being done to? Well, that's me. It's me who's feeling this. It's me who's thinking this. So what am I doing to allow this to take place. What am I doing? How am I participating, in a sense, to cause these feelings or experiences of separation and pain? I'll tell you what. One of the first steps to truly have a fulfilling relationship with God inside, or even in the world with others, is to begin to take ownership. We know we hear Jim use the word responsibility all the time. Another way I look at that is just to take ownership for what it is we're doing inside. And I find that as I can begin to take more ownership of my own inner process is where I often find myself beginning now to empower myself to make different choices, to change the circumstances that I'm going through. So as I do that, We've all heard of this thing called freedom of choice. God's not making us do it. We really do have a freedom to choose what we do, how we participate. Even when it doesn't seem like there's a choice in the world necessarily, 
But there's always a choice inside of how we participate in what we do within ourselves. And so I have found that whatever I can do inside of myself to open up that door, to allow that loving to move, is all I need to do. Whatever it takes. Forgiveness, acceptance, loving. Whatever it takes to open that door. Just giving up. Letting it go. Surrendering. All these different things we always talk about over and over and over in here. It's that inner process. And it takes time because a lot of these things are so subtle that we're not even aware of what we're doing in ourselves to cause the state of consciousness we're in. But that's why it's so important to focus more on that action of meditation on the names and on loving God than it is to try to figure out all these things that we're doing that's creating separation. Because the wonderful thing is, when you don't worry about that, and you focus more on just loving God, that in that movement of loving, that's an action. We're taking ownership, being responsible, and making a choice. And that in that, we begin to move ourselves into that flow of loving. And as we participate in that, that door begins to open. And it's really wonderful. Because as the door opens, you may even feel yourself being lifted or feel that movement of God's loving down through you. And in that movement, you may not even experience a releasing or a letting go of whatever the struggle is going on inside. This often happens to me where I'll be aware of the loving all of a sudden, but I'm necessarily not, in a sense, letting go of whatever this thing is causing separation inside of me. But what I do find is that in that movement of loving, going both ways, that that loving will often bring a greater awareness to the struggle, to what we are doing inside of ourselves that's causing the separation. Because that's what we call karma. That's what we call the unlearned lesson. And it is as we open the loving that the loving begins to reveal to show that we may see what it is we are doing in ourselves. That's a true revelation. The relationship of loving reveals the karma, the lesson. It's in that revelation we have the ahas, the awakenings. We begin to see what we can do now to get free, to complete the karma, to learn the lesson. And so we take steps, even physical steps, or steps just in our imagination, or emotions, or mind and the belief systems. Just little changes here and there. All those little changes, as we begin to see them and then act upon them, is how we do our part in setting ourselves free. That's how we release the hooks and the attachments. Did God do it for us? Yeah. God brought us the light of loving and brought the awareness. But then we had to do our part called loving, accepting, forgiving, letting it go, 
so that we can set ourselves free and now allow ourselves to rise up because that's what happens when we release and let go the natural tendency of spirit is to rise up so it happens automatically the neat thing is when it happens it really is the hand of God lifting us up but you see in that freedom of choice God doesn't just yank us up and lift us up God's always holding us when we receive initiation that hand of God literally is placed under us and we sit in that hand that is that direct connection that initiation is because initiation it's not just those names to receive when we receive initiation we are opening up in our consciousness saying okay Lord I receive I freely choose and open to your grace so that I may get in your hand and be lifted and I will do my part as you ask in loving you and chanting the names and doing the meditation and learning my lessons I will do my part in my relationship with you so that I may return and that I allow myself to return through you it's an amazing process that takes place there's so much inward and outward back and forth in this whole action even the physical initiation when we get together place our hands on your head and share the names with you it's a physical action right but we say that's not the true action the true action is that which takes place spiritually which is true but yet why do we need to do it in the physical level then because the soul as it resides in the physical body has its physical karmas well why do we need a physical teacher to do it because we're in the physical consciousness with the physical body and in these worlds of separation it appears outside of us coming to us the teacher coming placing the hands giving the names we are freely choosing and opening to allow that action even physically that God's loving is placed with us and in us where literally the hand reaches in cups under the soul to begin to lift it home and it is the same thing that we can experience even on all the other realms beyond the physical into the astral the causal the mental the etheric and even into the soul realm we're just like you see the teacher in this case if you're initiated here with Jim and myself physically placing our hands with you and working with you classes like this that even on those levels the same thing goes on that the radiant form not the physical form the radiant form the soul of the teacher where God's living word has been placed we call that the mantle of initiation that which is the authority of God that brings the soul home but that authority that action of the living word needs a vehicle because that's how things work here just like our physical bodies for each of us is the vehicle for our soul into this physical world to have experience to move around and so it is on these other realms where there's still the appearance of individuality is that there's these vehicles by which that spirit can move and so that living word will work in the form of the spiritual teacher walking with us lifting us talking to us 
working with us to help us, even on those inner realms, come to a greater understanding, to learn the lessons, to recognize the journey. It's not just in this physical level like we're talking here. This goes on, just like here, over there. There are schools of learning on every realm, even the soul realm. Just this morning, in my meditation, and I'm always grateful when I get to have a greater spiritual experience beyond this physical, where I was lifted up out of body. And as I was, I was journeying up through the etheric realm, and right above I saw that brilliant sun, that light of God that I know that is the doorway into the soul realm and out of the realms of time and space. I also like to call them the water worlds because they'll often appear a liquidy like water. That's why we also call them the land of reflection or the sea of life because it's really an appearance of water. That's how the light is reflected in here. So as I was moving up and I got closer and closer to going through that doorway into the soul realm. That as I was traveling up, I began to feel the pull of the Master. The Master is God's loving. Not Jim or Brian or Jesus or anybody else. The true Master is God's loving. But here's something to be aware of. As I was just saying a moment ago, that God's loving will work through a form or a vehicle in these worlds of individuality and separation? Well, in that working through a particular soul, there's a certain quality or essence. Because truly in spirit, it's in a sense impersonal. It's all one. There's no personality. In these realms, there's personality. There's different unique personalities or qualities or energies or frequencies. In spirit, in the oneness, it's different. But in here, there's a different essence or quality. So one of the things to pay attention to, that as that Holy Spirit is working through the teacher with us on this inner journey, that often that essence will also not only be the loving of the Holy Spirit, but we can be aware of even a particular quality or essence of the soul that it's working through, the teacher who initiated us, even in the physical realm. So pay attention to that, because the two, in a sense, are one. The teacher is one with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one with the teacher. And so there's that essence. We've heard, not only through Jim, but even time of Jesus and throughout history, the different teachers, saying that the Disciple will know their teacher by their voice. As a sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. There is that voice that we recognize that stirs our soul awake. But it's not just the voice, not just the physical voice, it can be that, but even in spirit, that voice is the sound current the voice of God that works through all the realms, even the physical world, where that word is embodied. And so we'll hear the voice. We'll hear the sound. And when it's time, and with the teacher, we're meant to be brought 
back into the soul realm with? We'll respond. We'll know that voice. But also with that voice, there's a frequency, an energy, an essence of loving. So pay attention to that because that's one of the big keys on this inner journey. Even here in the physical body when we're meditating and we begin to open up, we may not see anything, we may not hear anything, we may not know anything. It may be just dark. But as we relax and continue to focus on those names, that essence of loving is in those names. But there is also that unique quality of that essence of the spiritual teacher we've been initiated with that God works through. And that's how we come to know and follow this pathway through that essence of loving and through that quality of the teacher of which that essence of loving is working through. And so, be aware. I often call it a feeling level. I'm a feeler. In the body, I'll call it a feeling level. In truth, though, it's really an experience. The more you move up in the realms of spirit, we could call the feeling level because, yeah, I kind of feel it, but there's so much more than just feeling. There's this experience, this knowing that just permeates me. That's more than the feeling. That's a spiritual experience. We can have that right here in the body. We don't have to be out of body like I'm sharing right now. That happens right here in the body as well as all these other levels. On the other levels, we'll just see more, more more awake. Maybe not always, but we can be. So as I was traveling up in spirit, I became aware of that essence of the master the true radiant form that brings the soul home. And in that energy, I was aware of the deep devotion and longing of wanting to return home. That deep devotion and longing of wanting to go home is a key element on this pathway of sound and light. Without that, we're not going to do the work. We're not going to have any inspiration. So we're not going to do the aspiration, the work that it takes to return home. We're not going to put in the effort if that longing and that devotion is not there. I tied devotion and longing together because to me, devotion is that deep longing or loving of the soul wanting to reunite once again with God, its creator. That's what that is for me and maybe for you too. I just don't want to place words on it for what it is for you. I'm describing my experience, and you may find it the same, or you may use a different word. But it is the same experience, regardless of the words. So in that, I was experiencing the longing, the devotion of the Master, and it pulls the soul home. That's what it's doing. That's God's loving, drawing us, pulling us home bringing us home, stirring the longing and the loving to return. That's what God does. That's what the spiritual teacher does. That's hopefully what is happening inside of you when you hear Jim and myself share, or maybe one in the, bat, in the past, like Hafiz here I was reading earlier. That's why we read these, because that essence is there. But we may not feel it through a book, because that teacher is not here physically, but it's great inspiration 
but it's a living process, a living essence. That's why we even need a physical living teacher by which we can even relate in this world to experience it right here. How else are we going to know it if we don't first have an experience right here in the physical level where we find ourselves? We're not going to do this stuff unless there's something in the world where we find a connection and a flow, that experience of loving, whatever that is for us. If we don't experience it, what do we do? We go somewhere else. We go do something else, as it should be, because we're all on a journey, all on different times, different experiences, but ultimately all of it leading to the same place, the same destination. So be aware of all these things. So back to my little story. So as I was getting closer to stepping through that door into the soul realm, and it isn't etheric, it's all darkness, there's nothing there. But I could see above, going into the soul realm, and aware of that essence, what I call the master quality of spirit, drawing me into itself. But at the same time, as I got closer, all of a sudden I became aware. I was looking up, flying towards. All of a sudden I became aware of this energy of the world coming up from below me, grabbing my, my feet and my hands, trying to pull me, pull me down. It was strong. I couldn't believe how strong the energy was. It felt like all these hands, all these different hands pulling on my feet and my legs and my hands trying to pull me back down. And as I was getting closer, all of a sudden I was slowing down, slowing down, like, oh my God, am I going to make it? I didn't know if I was going to make it. And funny is, though, I've done this so many times now, I know how to get there. I know, just relax, let go, surrender, don't worry, just keep your eye on the target, so to speak. Keep moving, keep loving. And in the loving, let go. Surrender. It's when we react that all of a sudden all those things of the world that are coming up to pull us back down, and believe me, they do. This experience this morning was amazing, very tangible. But Jim and I like to share these things with you. So whether you see them in tangible ways or whether they're so subtle, just by hearing, sometimes you begin to be aware of how the world is pulling on you in many different ways. It's funny because I could look and there was nobody there. There was nobody there, but yet there's all this, these hands pulling on me, this energy pulling on me, and I knew what it was, the energy of the world just trying to call me back, pull me, the soul, back into the world. And that always goes on as long as we're in these realms. It's not until we get above these realms and into the soul realm and above does that stop. So here I was. I slowed, slowed, slowed down. I was right there. I mean, literally, right there, just maybe one foot out of my reach to get through that doorway into the soul realm. And all this energy was pulling me. And I came to a stop. And I was like, oh, no. And then all of a sudden, right before me appeared a handle that I could reach up and grab to pull myself up. But I knew if I do that, I'm going into reaction and fear that I'm going to be pulled into the world. But I didn't care. I was so close. I grabbed for the handle, and the second I grabbed, I got yanked back down. 
into the world, back into my body, and it's like, oh, shit. That close, literally, one foot away. But I'm like, you know, I knew that was going to happen. It's just another reminder. So I kept on meditating. A few minutes later, I was back out in the same spot, traveling upwards once again, right towards that sun, that doorway into the soul realm. Same thing where I was before. Same energy, all of a sudden pulling at me again. I was going through the whole thing all over again. I said, all right. And then, of course, thank you, God, for giving me another opportunity just within minutes. But isn't that what happens? In truth, it is. We all have opportunity after opportunity. Because, you see, I like to call it sometimes two steps forward, one step back. I was right there, and I already knew how to do this. But yet, what was it inside of me, even in my inner knowing, that I still did, went into reaction and reached out because I was scared. I had a fear that I wasn't going to make it and I was going to be dragged back in the world. And I reacted. I reacted out of fear. And so guess what happened? My reaction dragged me back down into the world. This stuff is sly. You got to watch. You got to pay attention on this.